0: Hi everybody, this is Marna Thal with the Thin Within Podcast, where I give you mental secrets for weight loss mastery. And many of you have said to me, Marna, why don't you take your weekly Facebook Lives and put them on your podcast? So here is this week's Facebook Live. I am Marna Thal, for those of you who are new to me, I have lots of new fun people that I'm so excited to get to know. My name is Marna Thal. I've been doing this work for over 23 years. I'm one of the founders of the non-diet movement, and I help men and women, mostly women, lose weight through thinking, eating, and living thin. And today, I am so happy to be with you. I wanna talk about comparing how many of you are comparing your bodies to other people's bodies and then it makes you feel like crap about yourself. I also want to talk about inner dialogue, some things that you may be doing and give you some strategies to really help navigate some of your inner dialogue that may not be serving you. So let's just jump right in. When it comes to managing the conversation in your mind as it relates to your body and comparing your bodies to uh, to other people, let me ask you, How many of you are comparing your body to other people? How many of you are doing that? And when you do that, does it make you feel amazing? (laughs) No, never. It never does. We don't go, oh, their body's so awesome. And then, or I wish I had that body and I feel amazing now. No, it makes us feel like crap. And I want to really warn you against doing this. There is this natural way of being, especially for females, many males too, of comparing your body and seeing you as less than, seeing your body as not being as beautiful, as not attractive, as not as good as, and not even just your body, but you make your whole being less than less than your friends because maybe you're a few pounds bigger than they are. That's ridiculous, but it's rampant. And I hear so many times people sharing with me that they get triggered by somebody walking by or a friend they have who's really, really thin. And it makes them triggered because, and maybe you're doing this too, you're having a conversation in your mind that doesn't serve you. You're making it mean something about you that they're thin. And I want you to really knock it off. It is not okay to compare yourself and make you wrong about having the body that you have. It's not. It's not okay. You've got to stop it. You've got to stop thinking and comparing yourself to other people and then making yourself wrong for the body you have. You have a great body. You have a body. You have a body. Bodies can change. Minds can change. But why make yourself wrong for having your body? Not going to do that anymore. Instead, what I really want to encourage you to think about is celebrating bodies, all sizes. Celebrate your friend who's got a thin body. Let that inspire you versus send you into this negative self-talk land where you start Telling yourself, oh, I'm bad. or I wish I looked like her. Oh my God, they're so in control. They're so much better than I am. I can't believe what do they do? Oh my God, I'm so bad. We can go into that place with our heads that makes us wrong, that makes them right and makes our whole being and who we are and the life we've created bad. It can spin us down in a really negative way. And I want to caution all of you to watch that. It's not okay to compare anymore. Celebrate, yes. Be inspired by, yes. If you see somebody else to have a beautiful body, great. Be inspired by that lovely woman or man. If somebody else has a great figure, compliment them. It doesn't have to mean anything about you. The other thing that I'm seeing a lot is you're comparing bodies. Like if I barely five, four, barely, five, three and a half, I always wanted to be 5'4, so I'd be like 5'3 and a half. If I compare my body to somebody who's who's 5'11 and has tall, gorgeous legs, why would I do that? What's the benefit in there of me comparing myself who's to somebody who's 5'11 and has an entirely different body than me? It's gonna just make me feel bad. However, if I celebrate I'd be like, wow, look how awesome she looks. Good for her. Or what a beautiful body and leave it like that, then I don't have to make it mean anything about me and I don't have to make myself wrong. What I found really helped me was and is finding other women's bodies who look similar to me that I really like how they're dressed. I really like their clothing style. I'll be like, look at those cute clothes she's wearing. Look how good she looks. And wow, my body's really similar. That allowed me to start being loving and kind and valuing my body shape by seeing other people's body shape that was similar and liking it. Finding ways to like theirs allowed me to find beauty in mine. Like, oh, that's a really cute look. My body would look really good in those clothes too. It's so much more fun and it's so much better on your brain. So if you've been comparing yourself, then I want you to look at celebration and love. Look at celebrating their body and yours. Why does yours not to get celebrated? Why don't you get to celebrate your body? Why does somebody else's body have to be mean anything about you? When I walk by somebody who's really thin or a friend who's really tiny, it doesn't do anything to me. And I might be with a friend who's like, they totally trigger me. And I don't understand it because in my brain, I just celebrate them. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Good for them. I don't see a reason to make myself wrong because of my body. Now, it doesn't mean I don't want to change my body. It doesn't mean that they don't want to change theirs. We don't know the inner dialogue of anybody else. But to make ourselves wrong is not okay. And you need to stop it. The other thing I want you all to do, I want to talk about your inner dialogue, because I'm really concerned with some of you. I'm seeing it in my inner circle. I'm seeing it with just conversations I'm having with many of you. You're beating yourself up so much. Now listen, I am I am not Mother Teresa in this area. I definitely have been hard on myself too, and I could be hard on myself, but I think collectively, we need to do a little bit better job of managing our inner dialogue, watching what you're saying to yourself and celebrating women as a whole, all of our body types, all of our shapes, all of us. Some women are saying, oh, I lost 10 pounds. I lost 12 pounds. And then I'll work with a client. They'll say, I can't go into the inner circle right now because people are doing so well and I'm not. But we can celebrate that people are doing well and they're still working on themselves. You can still work on yourself too. It's okay. We can be celebratory and compassionate with ourselves and our results at the same time. We don't have to make it mean anything about that we're broken because it's not yet happening for us or for you or for them. And I think as women, we also have a hard time at times celebrating in general, allowing ourselves to celebrate our successes, to tell, other people how proud we are that we lost weight or that we're doing so well. I mean, sometimes I have to be that voice because I'll be talking to you all and you'll be like, Mar, I lost eight pounds, but I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Why not? Why not celebrate that? Why not share what's working and how awesome you all are instead of holding it tight because we feel like we're going to be braggadocious and we're going to be seen as snotty and obnoxious, but not if you come from the right intention. Not if you come from a loving intention of, I'm so grateful that I've been able to lose 10 pounds. It's okay to celebrate. So that's one area. I want to talk about some words and phrases that you might be sharing and saying in your mind that are really creating distance between you and seeing weight loss results. And they're putting pressure on you. I like to think of this. I was just talking to a client earlier right before this. And... I could tell her words were putting a lot of pressure. There's words that are like light and energetic and fun and playful. And then there are words that are heavy. And I don't know about you, but when I became a mom (laughs) and a wife, my words became heavier because I felt more responsible. It wasn't just me I was worried about or taking care of. I was worrying about my kids. I was worried about my parents. I'm worried about my husband, right? There's more stress. worried about money, worried about ever. These are words that literally create weight they're a heaviness you can feel it and a lot of times we want to release that valve of pressure by eating or just by doing something and for many of us it's food (laughs) food is that release it's that pressure valve that's like to just numb out and not think of all the responsibilities have tos, shoulds must but the words should must have tos are heavy words. They're heavy on our shoulders. They put weight on our bodies because they put weight on our minds. And you know this, you know me saying that what you think about creates a feeling, which creates an action. If we have all this weight on our shoulders in what we're thinking, it puts that weight literally on our shoulders. And we do need a release for that. And that's why some people go to food, some people go to drugs, some people go. And yet there are other people that manage it in a way where they're talking through it, writing through it, speaking, sharing through it. Really healthy ways to let this valve release. That's why I want each of you to have a practice, whether it's in the morning or at night, to be able to go to your journal, to go to a notebook, and release that valve. But for today's course, for today what I wanna share, hold on, is that what I'm hearing, what I heard in the inner circle and I've heard from some of you is that you're saying things like this. You're saying things like, I should eat a salad. I should be better about exercise. How many of you are saying that? I should get better with eating and eliminating desserts. I must get this weight off. I have to start exercising. All those shoulds, musts, have tos are heavy and they don't inspire action. They create pain. They create um, a sense of heaviness inside of our body and your brain wants to resist. And when your brain wants to resist, it's going to go to the opposite measure by being like, screw you. Not going to tell me what I have to do. Don't shit all over yourself. That's right. That's right. It does not work. It's not help you. So I want you to stop wasting your time, energy, and attention, giving yourself that should, must, have to junk. Just stop. But I'm going to give you three ways to get in front of it, okay? I'm gonna give you tools. Here's what I want you to do. You might wanna write this down. What I want you to do is ask, is this should absolutely true? In other words, if I say, I should exercise every day, is that absolutely true? Well, no, I'd like to get moving. And then it doesn't have to be an absolute What I can do is find a way to wiggle in this. Like, I'd like to start moving my body two or three times a week. I'd like to start moving into having more movement. So one, ask yourself, is this should, or must, or have to, an absolute? Or something like if you're saying, I shouldn't eat chocolate. Maybe you could say something like, I'm gonna save chocolate for special occasions. See how different that is in your brain? I shouldn't eat it. It it means like I should never have sugar. If you tell me I should never have sugar, you know what I'm going to be having right after this call? I'm going to be going to run and have sugar. I'm going to have it for lunch. I'm going to have it for dinner. Just because freedom is what we want and what we crave. And our behind brains that are so not developed well are going to just Scream and yell to go have chocolate or go have sweets. We can create a container when I celebrate special occasions or something like that. So that's one. Look at it. Is it an absolute or how can you change that absolute to be a little more forgiving? And then look at that statement. Number two, would you tell your best friend that? Would you tell your best friend, you suck? You really have to really get off your butt and start working out. You would never tell your best friend that. What would you say? Be like, you know what? I'd love to help support you to move more. See how different that feels in your brain? How much better that feels? How much more inspired you feel like, oh, what could I do to help you start feeling motivated to start eating vegetables? <laughs> you just try having a little bit of salad with lunch something so much nicer what would you tell your best friend if the should you're saying if the must if the have to look at that is that something you would tell your best friend if not I don't want it in your head anymore and then I want you to phrase the statement with one small action item instead of saying something like I should eat vegetables Say, I'm going to start eating one yummy vegetable today at lunch. We're still getting an action. I still want you in action. I still want to put you in a place where you are doing what you want to do, but let's not should, must have to all over yourself. It's going to create resistance inside of you to want to burst into a binge, an overeating episode, um, or about yes, We are all very sneaky. We have these brilliant little hind brains that are not so developed, but sneaky. Just like a two-year-old, just like a three-year-old, just like a five-year-old. They're sneaky. They're going to try to navigate this in any little way to get you to eat because it wants you to be safe and comfortable and happy. But the must, shoulds, and have tos do not make you feel happy. They put distance there. They put pressure on your shoulders and give you one more thing you have to do. And I know so many of you already have a million things you have to do. So let's not make weight loss. Let's not make action, movement hard. Let's make it fun. Let's make it a get to. I can't wait to. It's like when you go, oh, I really have to eat more vegetables. That's inspiring. No, but if you could say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to roast some vegetables. I'm just going to roast a whole bunch of them and then I can eat them as I want. Dip them into ranch or blue cheese or sprinkle some awesome yummy spices on them. See the difference? See how you get excited? See it then you can see in your mind's eye. If I say to you, you must work out today. You can already feel like, oh, especially people who don't like working out. If it's not naturally part of what you're doing every day, like, hell no, I'm not going to do that. You can't make me. That's what that inner 2 year olds going to do. You can't make me. And it's going to show you over and over by your actions, by not moving. But if you said, hey, you know what? After we get off this call, let's do 10 jumping jacks. Awesome. And I'm going to celebrate because I'm so proud. I just did 10 jumping jacks. Woohoo! Different result, different energy. Movement will create more movement. Force movement will create less movement. Force movement, when you're trying to get started, will create less movement. Because if you're forcing it, if you're telling yourself you hate it and you can't stand it, this sucks. I'm terrible at it. I really feel like a beast whale, right? All that stuff. That's not gonna inspire you to move your body. So I want each of you to be really, really careful with the inner dialogue that you're telling yourself. One, we're gonna look at stop comparing yourself to other people who you claim look better than you. You're gonna celebrate them. Awesome, they look amazing. It doesn't have to mean anything about you. Just let it inspire you. Get excited and be like, yeah, they look awesome. I'm awesome too. Love that shirt. Gonna get that shirt too. You don't have to separate yourself from them. Create the connection. Create the love. As women, we need to do this. You're gonna find women or men who have similar body types to you and you're gonna find them and be like, they look good. I love what they're wearing. I don't care what size you are. There are women every single size that look amazing. And when I started finding those women who had similar body types as mine, it was so refreshing to go, oh, they look so cute in that. Or what a cute outfit. I do this all the time. I see something like, oh, my God, they're like 5'3", and they're like me, and they're roundy butt and legs. and That's a cute outfit. I want to wear that too. I want to get that. Let it inspire you. Find commonalities versus separating yourself from the pack. And then you're going to watch shoulds musts, have tos, can'ts, all those heavy words. What could you think instead that would inspire you? Would you say that to your friend? Is it an absolute? Do you have to tell yourself, I have to give up sugar? Why can't you just say, I'm gonna just reduce the amount of sugar I'm having or I'd like to start having, I never found that that worked very well for me if I just said I would reduce the amount of sugar. Instead, what I found, More inspiring was starting to find foods that had less sugar that I wanted to eat. (laughs) That I didn't have to talk about less, more, get rid of. I just focus on, oh, those are foods that I really like that just happened to not have sugar. That's more inspiring to me. I want you to think about this in a different way, okay? Watch your language know what anybody else's life is like we don't know what they're doing with their body with their weight what they're not eating what they're you know what diet pill they're taking we, we just don't know one two it can get you in that where you're constantly like trying to one up and it can also put you in a framework where you're never happy you're never content i want you happy i want you being grateful for your body grateful for your life grateful for what you have Grateful that you have lungs that breathe for you, that we're not on a ventilator, that we're feeling that we can make choices about movement, that we can bend and lift our legs and do some sort of movement. This is important to get. Stop beating your body up. Stop comparing yourself to other people out there. And especially stop comparing yourself to airbrushed images that are not even real. Alright, everybody, I love being with you. Love that you're here. So happy to see so many of you. For those of you not in the inner circle, not my home study, but like if you're new to me, if you're brand new to me, those of you who are not brand new to me, you know this work already. Um, if you're brand new to me, put together on thinwithin.com a new weight loss course. It's three videos. I go into creating your thin vision for yourself versus looking in the past. The second video talks about two things I learned from the naturally thin that really helped me lose weight. And then the third video is about managing the inner dialogue in your head, what I call your inner two-year-old. I have a workbook kind of walks you through it. Um, So take that, let me know if you like it. I love feedback. Have a podcast called Thin Within Podcast. I'm super creative, guys. Get them typically Tuesday and Thursday. It's just a good way to keep staying in this conversation. The thin conversation is a different conversation, thinking in a different way, living in a different way, not beating yourself up. It's just so helpful to stay in this conversation. And so my podcast helps you do that. It gives you different topics, different areas to help you navigate your mindset and thinking thin, living thin and eating thin. All right. Thanks for being here. I'll see y'all next week. Bye, everybody.